Good morning. My name is Daniel Morris, Senior Investment Strategist from BMP Paribas Investment Partners, and welcome to Market Breakfast as part of our ongoing podcast series. We are now able to give you access to global market updates easily on the go in just five minutes. So today is Monday, November 7th, the day before the election, so I'm sure you are watching the polls as eagerly as we are. Given how much events are going to change over the next couple of days, I want to let you know that we will be publishing a commentary on the results of the elections on Wednesday. So you can go to BNP Paribas Investment Partners' website, which is institutional.bnpparibas-ip for investmentpartners.com, and you can see our commentary. We will also be recording an updated version of this podcast on Wednesday to discuss the actual results of the election. So with that in mind, uh, of course, the polls have been tightening over the last week or so. At one point, uh, Clinton was ahead for the national average, uh, at least according to real clear politics, by 6.1%. That's now dropped to 1.8. So clearly very close. As important uh, in the U.S. is Electoral College, how many votes you get for each state that you win. And from that point of view, it still does look like Clinton has the advantage. Uh, Latest numbers show her with 216 electoral college votes versus just 164 for Trump. That's with 158 electoral college votes still considered toss-ups where the polls are too close to call. If you look at the states that make up those toss-ups, However, and you take the ones where Trump currently has an advantage, that comes up to just 76 out of the 106 he would need to get to 270. So not only would Trump need to win all the states where he currently has a lead, but win uh, several of those where Clinton currently has a lead. So the odds still in Clinton's favor. Um, That said, we need to think about not just who might win the election, but what the implications are going to be. And I think it's worth noting that for the S&P 500 in particular, the market actually started weakening more substantially from the 24th of October. So from the 24th to the 27th, you still had about a 1% decline. And then through last Friday, it had declined another 2.2 or so percent. Uh, But the point of that is that even before you had the announcement of the FBI investigation, markets were already been weak, uh, had been in a trading range uh, or, if anything, weakening for a while. And that just highlights that there are other things going on in the market, other things weighing on investors' minds besides just the election. Uh, so those things are most notably the Fed, prospect for rising interest rates. I think there's still the Italian referendum coming up in December. Uh, there's a decline in oil prices, which is affecting the energy sector and so on. So the important thing to remember is even once we get past the election and assuming it's a result that the market's like, Uh, There's still other issues that are actually potentially going to weigh on the market through the end of the year. So, for example, uh, again, if you look at the returns from the 24th through the 27th, the weakness was in China, it was in real estate, it was in small caps, whereas more recently the weakness has actually been in Italy, in the energy sector, and in healthcare and large caps. Another reason to feel that it's not just the election that's affecting the market, but probably perhaps more importantly the Fed is that Treasury yields, boom yields have not or did not go down all that much during this, uh, the weakness, uh, which would normally be the case uh, or you expect to see more weakness if it were a more significant risk-off move. There was just a uh, relatively slight decline, five basis points or so in U.S. Treasuries, 
which also hints that the Fed is something that's on investors' minds. So what are the possible market reactions, uh, depending on how the elections might come out? If it is a Clinton victory, we are anticipating probably just a modest bounce in the markets, uh, because, again, this is what, for the most part, the polls are predicting, so it would not be a surprise. Uh, and, again, once you get past the election, now we're just going to turn our attention to the Fed. If, on the other hand, it is a Trump victory, of course, much more difficult to anticipate how the markets would react. Uh, anticipation that it would initially be a risk-off move, decline in equities, a rally in treasuries, rally in the yen, and so on. And how steep and how far that might go, uh, we think, will depend primarily on the rhetoric that would come out of then-President-elect Trump uh, about how he would address some of the more controversial issues that have come up during the campaign, uh, particularly around immigration and trade. So it's a wait and see. Come back on Wednesday and get an update on how we see the implications of what is going to be the new president of the United States. This podcast presentation is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Investment Partners or any affiliate. The information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.